Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. There's a, a command in Scripture that's not one of the Ten Commandments, but it's mentioned very, very often in Scripture, and that is praise the Lord. It's, it's always written as a command, praise the Lord. In fact, every time we say hallelujah, we're saying praise the Lord. The word hallelujah is a compound word. It's made up, it's hallel, which is praise, and yah, which is the Lord. So hallelujah is hallel, yah, praise the Lord. So every time you say hallelujah, you're saying praise the Lord. But it's throughout, it's throughout the Bible. I just want to talk about praising the Lord this morning because it's, it's something that we need to do more than just in church. It's a weapon that God has given us. And uh, it's beneficial. It's really great. So, in fact, I was thinking, it's so often, in, especially in the Psalms, you see it all over. But in Psalm 150, which is the last Psalm, this is how the Psalms end. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty expanse. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with harp and lyre. Praise him with timbrel and dancing. Praise him with stringed instruments and pipe. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. And then it ends with this. This is the last verse in all the Psalms. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. How many people were breathing here this morning? Praise the Lord. Uh, if you have breath, praise the Lord. That's what the Bible commands us. And that's what we need to do. We need to be praisers of God. In Hebrews chapter 13, It says, through him then, let us continually offer up to a sacrifice of praise to God. The fed is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Through him, Jesus, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. The Bible says that we're to offer up the sacrifice of praise continually. To him, the fruit of our lips. You know, I was thinking, fruit, fruit comes. Fruit, fruit has a source. It, it's produced at the end of an of an end of a branch, but the life of that starts in the roots, comes up through the trunks, to the trunk and out the branch, and finally to the fruit. In other words, there's, there's something that something that originates deep within to cause that fruit to prosper, and to come forth. And true praise and true worship, I was thinking, comes, comes from deep, comes from the heart. comes from the heart of a man. In John chapter 4, Jesus said, The Father is seeking after worshipers who will worship him in spirit and in truth. 
who desire to worship him, who love to worship him. True praise and true worship, it's a heart issue. It, it arises from deep within. A person who loves God, who's thankful to God for what he's done in his life and can't help but just release praise and worship to him for being so good. It's not just about singing songs on Sunday, but it's, it comes from the heart. You know, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. When your heart is full of, full of thanks to God and full of uh, appreciation for what he's done in your life, you can't help but praise him. I, I, I'd find myself praising, I'm not saying this to pat myself on the back, but I've found myself praising God even just during the day. I'll be just doing something, I'll say, God, thank you. I'll just, I'll look at something that's, that we have, that God's blessed us with, or whatever. Or I'll think of something, I'll just say, God, praise you. I praise you and I thank you for being so good to me. It just kind of comes out and it should come out in all of us. Psalm 45 and verse 1. My heart overflows with a good theme. I address my praises to the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. That's, that's a person who who's appreciates all that God has done for him and wants to give him praise and bless him. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. When we come, when we come to church anytime, it should, church should be a place where we're fed, or we're strengthened, or we're encouraged, or we're blessed. But it shouldn't be always just about me receiving. We also should come to church ready to give, to participate, hungry for him, longing for his presence, ready to praise him and worship him, not to give ourselves to him. And it's fine to want to receive, but we also need to be coming to give. This coming kind of when, when we worship God out of our hearts, we give ourselves to God as a congregation. It, it it pulls on Him, it attracts Him, it draws Him, and that's what we want. We want His presence in our midst, and praise and worship will do that. When we come together on Sundays, we make time for Him. We honor Him by coming to church. We we make time for Him. We say, you know, in the Old Testament they had the Sabbath, so we're not required to keep the Sabbath, but we still need to give Him give Him a Take a day and come together and praise him and worship him as grateful people, as his, as his children. We need, to do praise and, we need to praise him and worship him every day. That's what the Bible says, offer him up continually, the sacrifice of praise. In Acts chapter 13, I'm sorry, in Acts chapter 15, they had this council in Jerusalem where they came together the Apostle Paul, the Judaizers, the ones that kept saying, you, you, to be saved, you need to keep the law. Paul said, no, you don't. It's by grace through faith. You don't have to keep the law. So they came to Jerusalem and they had this big conference. And they finally, at the end of it, James was talking. And he says, in Acts chapter 15, that In verse 13, it says, James, it says, after they had stopped speaking, James answered, saying, Brethren, listen to me. Simeon has, Simeon, that's Peter. Simeon has related how God first concerned himself about taking from among the Gentiles a people for his name. With this, the words of the prophets agree, just as it is written, After these things I will return and I will rebuild the tabernacle of David which is fallen. And I'll rebuild its ruins. 
and I'll restore it so that the rest of, the, of mankind may seek the Lord and all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord who makes these things known from long ago. So he's justifying the fact that the Gentiles don't need to keep the law. But he talks about the tabernacle of David. You know, when, when David was king in Jerusalem, he wanted, he wanted to be close to God. So he, he erected a, a tent, a tabernacle, and he had the ark of God brought to Jerusalem. He just loved God so much he wanted to be close to him. So he had the ark. Now the, the tabernacle that Moses had in the wilderness was still being used in a place called Shiloh. And they still did sacrifices. They did all the religious things out there. But the presence wasn't there. It was just religion because the presence was in Jerusalem because David wanted to be close to God. He had the ark brought to Jerusalem and he established worship, praise and worship. The Levites so just constantly praise and worship God. And that was David's heart. David's heart was, I want to be close to God and I want to offer up to him not blood sacrifice of animals but praise and worship that's due his name. The tabernacle of David says that sacrifices, the blood sacrifices for animals is over. But it's something out of the heart of man that wants to bless God. In 1 Peter it says, You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. God is looking for a people that will praise him. If you praise God, you can experience his presence. You can come into his presence. In Psalm 22 and verse 3, it says, The Lord inhabits or is enthroned upon the praises of, of his people. Actually, it says the praises of Israel. But God is enthroned upon. God inhabits the praises of his people. And I heard Pastor Bill Johnson say this. It kind of gripped, gripped me when he said it. He said, If God inhabits the praises of his people... Who inhabits our grumbling and complaining? Who inhabits our bad attitudes? We need, to, we need to keep God on the throne through praise and worship and not let, any, not let anybody else be enthroned in our life through our grumbling and complaining, through our, negativ- our negativity. The Bible says life and death are in the power of the tongue. And there's a scripture in Ephesians that we need to all heed I know I do too. In Ephesians chapter Ephesians chapter 4, listen to the scripture. I tell you, this is a this is a, a homework scripture for me. In verse Ephesians 4:29, let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth, but only such a word as is good for edification according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other just as God in Christ has also forgiven you. But... In the, in the, I like the Amplified Bible sticks the word ever in there. In verse 29 it says, let no unwholesome word ever proceed out of your mouth. I thought, boy, that's a, that's a, that's a homework assignment right there for every one of us. We need to watch what comes out of our mouth and only be, only be seasoned with grace. 
Some people have a hard time praising and worshiping because of what's going on in their life. Things are difficult. You have financial problems, or relational problems, physical problems. Some people's lives are a real turmoil. It's hard to praise, but you've got to stop looking at ourselves. God is worthy of praise no matter what's going on. I like somebody said one time, you praise them when they hire you and praise them when they fire you. Praise them when you feel good, praise them when you don't feel good. I mean, you're not praising them because they hired, fired you, but in the midst of it, that's what you're saying, in the midst of it, still praise God. You know, that's what the Bible says. We're to offer to God. Sometimes it's a sacrifice of praise. You don't feel like it, but he's worthy. He's always worthy of our praise and our worship. So we give it to him because he deserves it. We need to praise him in the midst of a storm. Don't wait for it to change. Praise him in it and it'll help it to change. And I look at, sometimes I look at people, they go through hard times. And I think, well, that's nothing. I don't mean to be callous, but it's like nothing compared to Job. You know, Job, he lost, he had all these riches. He lost it all in one day. He lost all his animals, all his servants, all his kids, everything he had. And then shortly after that, he was attacked physically, and his body was racked with boils and pain. And listen, this is what Job said when all this was going on. Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord had gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I mean, he just kept praising God. His wife was no help. I mean, she says, why don't you just curse God and die? You know, she was a, she was a, she could have been a little more encouraging. But the Bible says, through all this, Job did not sin, nor did he blame God. Now, we know if you read Job that after a while, he did get kind of a little bit into self-pity, wishing that he was never born and stuff like that. But God, but God blessed him in the end, and he got double back everything he had. We need to praise God when we feel like it and when we don't. When you're angry, when you're hurting, when you're confused, when you're discouraged and depressed, when nothing feels like in you feels like praising, lift your voice and say, God, I bless you. I praise you. You're worthy of all glory and honor and praise. It's something we need to do it every day. There's no God like you. You are God over this situation. I thank you, Lord, that you're my Prince of Peace, that you're my Counselor, that you never leave me or forsake me, that you're with me in the midst of every storm. So I'm going to praise you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to glorify you and honor you because I know you're going to bring me through. That, that's the attitude we need to have. You know, I tell you, it drives the devil nuts when he thinks he's got you down and you just keep praising God. And he's stomping on you and you just keep worshiping God and praising him. It's like, what's the matter with this person? Doesn't he know, I, doesn't he know any better? But God will, God will bless you and God will strengthen you and God will keep you in the midst of every attack. When you praise God in the midst of, of a problem, depression will leave, fear and anger will leave, anxiety will disappear, discouragement will leave when praise comes out of your heart. So I just want to encourage you this morning. Be a praiser of God. Are you, are you a praiser? Are you a praiser in your prayer life? Are you a praiser at home in your, in your time when you spend time with God? Do you lift your voice in, in your hands to him and say, I worship you, God? You're, you are God and there is no other and you're worthy of all glory, honor and praise. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to lift my voice to you. And bless you because you're, you're God. I tell you, when you do that, he'll show up in your room. He'll show up in your problems. He'll show up in your life. And he'll bless you.
and turn things around for you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, I bless you today. I thank you that you are God. I thank you for what you've done in my life, in the life of everyone here. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you've forgiven us. Thank you that you've called us. Thank you that you're going to take us to heaven one day. So we're going to praise you. We're going to bless you all the days of our life. We're going to offer up to God a sacrifice of praise continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.